the question rises the question rises to me a number of times the gifts that I receive and what about that and that question rises me a number of times I think very carefully as a childhood as a Tibetan incarnate Lama I've been picked it up people give you a lot of gifts and you have your own little labrang which is sort of you or your or your own owned you owe it but it's sort of institution which you will probably have a number of different state number of different people are working the number of people are doing business and totally ultimately all sort of comes to you i mean some of those incarnate lamas institute what do you call it a labrang are so wealthy i mean extremely wealthy extremely wealthy so that you can have a civil war with the tibet government and uh, the civil war lasted years yeah i mean that's what happens and my father's institution dengeling we had a civil war with the tibet government from 1918 i think 1890 to 1911 so all these years sort of you have equal armies going around so so that sort of gives you an idea of the how uh, rich those incarnate lamas institutions are not every incarnate lama is wealthy but it depends on you know in that way But when I was a young in the monastery studying and all this, not a bad one. But I never bothered. I never thought about it. Never think. Never thought about it. And when I'm in the Dharamsala in India, totally become a refuge, and I have nothing, and I came out of that Tibet, um, I never thought anything sorry for it. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I've been naive. I don't know. But I never felt sorry whatever I left of the material world. Except when I was traveling from northern India, um, sort of not, not a north, south, east and the north corner from uh, Assam area and uh, actually from Tawang where there's a Himalayan region. And they took me in a garbage truck put me in the garbage truck and pulled it down and uh, so at that time I thought and uh, driving your own small motor vehicle is now is this end in my life I thought I'll never have that and that's what I thought at that time that's a one thing and the second thing is I dreamed once that I'm going back to my old house and I know I have to go back soon I have to leave So I got some I have in my hand a ball of you know these ball of bags you where you where you put the sack of the potato sacks and all this that type of ball of bag I had in my hand I'm packing up my ritual instrumentals which are actually made with the pure silver or pure gold or something normally so I used to have those So I've been dreaming of picking them up, <laughs> putting in the ball up sack and 
Doing that. That's the only toil true in my life since I left Tibet. I never felt back. Whatever left was. And uh, so in Dharamsala, and in India in Dharamsala, and uh, so you get uh, this uh, 75 Indian rupees per month. And uh, so never worried, never bothered, gave, never thought about it, never even asked. Uh, and um, so never came that in my mind. So then the gradually a lot more people started giving a lot more things and things like that. And when the people from the Southeast Asia, when they bought the house, they say, you better live here. All this. I began to question myself, what is this? What is this? Is it negative or positive? Or what is it? I had a number of questions came up my own thought. I mean, I read a lot of books too. Tibetan. I can't read English. Tibetan. A lot of books I read. And one day I was reading through. And, uh, I don't know why I have read which book it is. I was reading through, and in that very clearly mentioned, and people receive gifts. And they're giving example, some kind of earlier, during the Buddha's lifetime, and the one bhikshu monk, who has been given by one of the rulers, that his robe was worth for Malta billion pulp, Kashapani or something, which is one of the best the jewels in that kingdom is all stated in his robe. And one of those king has given to that monk when Buddha is in lifetime. And a number of other people think, how can he use jewelry like that expensive? And the Buddha said, he received this as a gift. So therefore, it is he earned this. And that is his karma. And he can take it. So I read that cross. So what you really receive, whatever you are getting, whatever you are getting, is you will only get whatever the commonly possible for you to get. No matter whatever you do beyond that, commonly not possible to get, you're not going to get at all. But if you keep on rejecting that, you're only rejecting your own karma, nothing else. And no matter whatever you do, you cannot get beyond what is commonly possible to get. Either means of working, through the means of whatever it is, that's what you get. But if you don't do it, it's necessary that you have to get it. Even you have a karma, you're not going to get it. Can you hear me on this? You are not going to get something which is commonly not possible. If you don't have that karma, you're not going to get it. But even you have a karma, if you don't look for it or don't work for it, you're not going to get it. So people may think, commonly, if you're not going to get it, anything which you are not, um, you don't have a karma, but whatever you are supposed to get it, you should get it, whether you worked or not. That's not going to happen. That doesn't. You have to put effort. The effort is the effort. 
I mean, today in this particular society, you have to work. You work, you earn. Nobody's going to take it away from you. But, but if you work, you're not taking away from anybody. And that is not negative at all. That is positive. On the contrary, if you don't work, and that is encouraging laziness. The laziness is one of the worst negative, not positive at all. Whether it is Eastern laziness or the Western laziness, the laziness is laziness. Okay, how many people are not going to agree with me? There's no hand rising, so therefore, Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Glenn. Uh, I agree with you about working for a living. And I think there's also another discomfort that people have that sometimes maybe we mix up with that. We make, make it confused with that. Which is looking at the world or even just right around us and someone here with so much and someone here with so little and experiencing pain or dissonance about that. Now, what the right thing is to do from there, I'm not saying I know, but that sense of dissonance won't go away and I don't think that that's a, a negative thing, that, that perception. You mean the unfair? Unfair! The natural of the world. True. It's a reality. That's why how samsara sucks. Because it's unfair. Is it fair? Why should they suck? It is definitely not fair. But who made this? Who made this unfairness? Not anybody. It is collectively by the those who have and those who not have. It is collectively they made that. The changes also can be made by the individual. By the individual. As well as collectively. Is that a good thing? Certainly not. But can you avoid Certainly not. It exists in this world. So that is how the world is. Can you change? Certainly yes. Should we try to change? Of course. We must try to change. We have to. By simply rejecting it, By simply rejecting it, and that's not right thing to do. A lot of people say, I don't like it. I just don't want to, don't want to touch it. I don't want to stay away. When the people do that a lot, right? I don't like it. I want to stay away. Stay away is giving up a sentient being. So that is the negative. Actually, 
staying away is more negative than not not taking a job. Did you get me? I mean, it will become that way. If the Bodhisattva choose to stay away, that individual person will cease to become Bodhisattva. The moment I have the idea of giving it up, and you lose your Bodhisattva vow, who are expressing discomfort or uh, a sort of real aversion toward being part of the system. Uh, probably a lot of where that's coming from is what you're just touching on, is the unfair nature of, for example, of world economic trade. I mean, like when you look at places like Central or South America, which has the richest uh, arable land, has the best fruits, the best places to grow things, yet all the people are starving. And they're doing that specifically because the cause of that has been economical deals which have been worked by more advanced countries like the United States, by companies, corporations who have gone in there and sort of manipulated the situation so that they own it. Uh, I think a lot of people, particularly spiritually minded people, have issues with that and as a result tend to shy away from working for ITT or Banana Coal or <laughs> IBM or any of these big multinational corporations which are stealing from people in their eyes. Um, there's another thing, people have this thing of live simply so others can simply live, uh, which stresses that individuals oh. on an individual basis can cut down their own consumption, uh, hoping maybe, maybe it's a wishful thought, hoping that that will somehow affect uh, the world situation if we waste less. But, I mean, I just wanted to throw that out as a possible sort of wit, a place where people may be coming from anyway. Because uh, it does seem crazy. It's like, why would anybody say that if you make money that you're doing something negative? Good. Oh, good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thing, living simple. You did. I forgot that. Living simple is not a crime. You can live simple. And definitely, living simple is not a negativity. But on the, on the other hand, you can live simple, you can have a lot. But did you get that idea? I mean, if you, if you, if you can have a lot and you can still live simple, and that is spiritually permitted. True. Is it absolutely true? And as a matter of fact, even recommended, uh, living simple. I mean, depends on the, on the, on the partition that's kind of uh, two categories, Tuesday and Tume. And uh, so it's the two categories of different traditions that they divided. And anyway, uh, both of them, um, for, for particularly for certain group of people, they are very strongly recommended to live symbol. And that does not mean you cannot have it. You can have it. The question what you're raising is generally, it's very true. You don't want to work somebody who is taking advantage of a lot of poor people and all this. And absolutely, absolutely is true. However, by staying away from that, it's not going to help at all. Well, if you make a political movement in that way, and then you're not staying away, you're doing something. If people are just simply staying away, I don't think it's going to have anything. Would you like to say something or? <laughs> All right, I was hoping you said something. 
Yes, ma'am. A renunciant like a monk or a nun, do you incur, are you apt to incur less karma because you aren't uh, so involved with material things? Or how does that fit in? We're talking, you're talking to lay people here. Yes. So are the rules different for those who do decide to become renunciants? There's some advantages for that. There's some bad advantage and the disadvantage both. Oh. And the advantages are much more and disadvantages are less. So your question is, if the, if it's a, if you are, if you are, se, se, what is it, sel, sel, salvus, then what? If you decide to make material, making your living, your life, you're going to be a renunciant, a monk or a nun, <coughs> does that mean you might incur less karma from a choice like that? Less negative karma. if you were a householder like we are, and uh, trying to make a living and then try to squeeze in your spiritual practices and all this other stuff. I think so, Jen. Uh, to tell you the, the, the thing, idea of that monks and nuns, what you have in the West idea, Western idea, and the Tibetan monks and nuns are totally different. Um, to tell you, because the Western monks and nuns are fed by the monastery, and you have very little of them, and they want, some of them even want to speak, and they sort of keep it absolutely uh, clean, and a sort of a well-fed tool you don't have to work for. But the Tibetan monks and nuns has to work for their food. Even in Tibet, the monastery will give you something, something, not enough, never enough. <laughs> True, never enough, never enough. They will give you, it's also funny, and normally, the, in the like a monastery like Debung, where I belong to, right? And early in the morning, you get uh, four huge bowls of tea every morning if you go in the General Assembly. Because the Tibet government is responsible for that. So you the worst ever possible tea, worst ever possible butter in that. So you really get that, you know, to do. And so whatever, so Debung uh, normally has like, you know, 10,000 monks. So the, the normal assembly in the morning, you will hardly see 50 or 60. They will come, the rest of them won't even come. It's not there. Unless there's some special benefitor who's going to give good tea, good soup, and the money distribution, then you'll find them packed. So that, that's, otherwise, I mean, that's true. And that's what it is. But the monks and nuns are, you receive something from the monastery. However, however, it's never enough. So they are working. They're studying and they're working something. They're doing something all the time. All the time they're doing something. It's not that somebody will work for somebody on pay salary, which is never in old Tibet system, doesn't even have that. So whatever they do, they do something. All the time they are doing something, they are working. 
So it is the total different image of the the Western monk and the when you talk about monks and that. You know, when people tell me, uh, when they say, well, I was taken to the monastery at age of four. So then people keep on asking me, oh my God, it's so difficult. So then you then you don't uh, don't see your mom or anything of that sort. They say, no, I do. The how? So the point is, they take me to monastery, right? Let me study, but then I do have a holidays, uh, not necessarily a holiday, earmarked, but uh, certain days they'll take me back to home and be there too. And then they take you back. It's almost like sending to the school type of thing. Very similar to that boarding school and then you take off for a couple of days and send you back and all this, that sort of start, at least for me. That sort of experience it has been. So, there are few monks who are totally living on whatever they get. They do have them there. But most of the monks are working for something or another. There's a very, very wealthy business monks too. Very wealthy business monks. Any business they can have it, they drive it. So the idea of a Western idea of being a monk and the Eastern monks are slightly different. It's not only in Tibet, even in Thailand, there's a rules that monks cannot touch money. There's a Thai rule, the monks cannot touch money, but they can touch a check. I'm not joking. When I was in a, a Thai, Thailand and Malaysian border and giving teachings, and a couple of Thai monks are there, and they told the people, yes, I cannot take money, but you can give it here. So they put their hand inside their rope, and then you can take it like this. <laughs> you're not supposed to touch, but you don't touch it, but there's a rope in between. The rope can take it. So anyway, that, that may be a corruption. Or whatever it is, it is. And uh, so whatever the way it, it comes to the Sangha or monks, individual or collective, whatever it is, and I don't think it is a negative. That's just, uh, my main point. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, um, like if I'm, if I'm working and making enough money to live like I am now, everything is fine. If I think or think about putting my energy or try to work harder so I can have more than what I need, that that somehow I would be using up using up good karma that could go towards my enlightenment. Sometimes I think about that it would be like a waste of a waste of my precious human life and a waste of the karma. The question when you don't do that, right? Okay, you, you make enough and you don't want to make more. Wait a minute, you're fine. And not, my question is, what would you do for that time? For, for you are not working, what would you do for that time? Time that what you are not going to work. But you don't need. Oh, you mean if I, so like if all of a sudden I worked so hard and I had a million dollars and then I didn't have to work, then, well, 
What would you do? So if I use that, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, idealistically, that's what. No, 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 idealistic or more practically, whatever it is, it is. The question is, what would you do the time? If that time, if it bought me time. I mean, I'm, I'm not thinking in terms. I'm thinking of even just the littlest bit. I'm not talking about if I. I'm not talking about either. Even little bit of time. So let's say if you need ten dollars. And if you work for there and for an hour, you got a ten dollars, and you still left with a couple of hours more. So what would you? <laughs> <laughs> that hour, particular hour, you know, which you choose not to work because you are using good karma, right? No, that wasn't my question. Not, not. I'm not talking about working towards a point where I wouldn't have to work. I'm more talking about working towards acquiring things or acquiring a better lifestyle or, you know, a nice. I'm saying, you know, I'm is it necessarily rejecting? No, I'm saying the same thing. I'm same thing. If you don't want to sort of make extra, so you are thinking you are using a good karma, wasting good karma. That's what you said, right? Not by earning money. Extra time that takes extra money. No, I'm, I'm not even time. I'm talking about energy and 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 the thought and the the the, the action. Okay, so you think you're wasting the action. So whether that's going to be wasting her good karma or not, it depends what she do the extra time that she has. Extra energy. What would you do with the extra energy? What would you do with the extra effort? What would you do with the extra time? No, no, I don't want the answer. No, no, no. No, I don't want the answer. But what I'm thinking is, and if that time and that energy and that efforts, if you're going to put for say whatever, you know, some. Some kind of a positive thing, and then it might be. But if if you're equally going to waste the time and equally going to waste the energy, equally going to waste the efforts, or either by doing something or by not doing anything, whatever happens, I think that is negative. Just by not doing it, it is negative. Rinpoche, is there such a thing, really such a thing, as a wrong livelihood? Yes. You want me to tell you what? Butcher. Yeah. Example: If you are butcher, that is a wrong livelihood. Yes. True thing is, the butcher is a, is a wrong livelihood. A creation of atomic bomb. I'm not quite sure. It is a wrong livelihood. You are quite sure as well. Yeah, because I mean it also depends on the, how the individuals really the attitude is from the beginning. Whether they use they they thought they if the individual whoever created if that person created the atomic bomb with the idea of helping, with the idea of helping, it might not necessarily be that bad. If that person is. 
had with the idea of how I can destroy, how I can burn, how I can destroy, how I can kill the so many enemies together with one little goal. With that mind, if that person find atom, found the atomic bomb, whoever found, I can guarantee you it is in the hell room just now. Whatever it is, it is in the hell room, I can guarantee you that. But if the person has a good attitude and the people misuse it for wrong way, that's a different matter. Very complicated. Really, it's very complicated. That's why Buddha goes on to say, to know that the subtle karma, one has to be fully enlightened. It is very complicated because of these sort of reasons. Benefiting from um, the profits of a wrong livelihood. Is that also a negative action or is that just your good karma if you've been fortunate enough? I speak as the daughter of a butcher and uh, who nevertheless had a father who was extraordinarily generous and who gave her a wonderful education that cost many, many tens of thousands of dollars and uh, is now hoping to use that to benefit people by, say, teaching. No. Is that... No. No. By your karma, you're born as the daughter of a butcher, whoever that uh, daughter might be. But by, the, by that own karma, is born as a butcher. You do have some kind of a common karmic relation. And uh, all these negatives of butchering or killing beings are only taken by the butcher, not by the butcher's family. Because the family doesn't go there and kill. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the karma is action. So the action and the thing is being, being created by the person who is doing it. But if they combined together and did something, did planning together, then you contributed in the karma. Therefore, you do have the negative karma show. But if you are simply born and your father has been gener generous to you, and that is, uh, even if this negative karma, it is your good karma too. But, but I buy it by action itself, I don't think it's a negative at all. Huh? In the slaughter, yeah. First slaughter. The butcher, you kill the animal because there's a need for it by people who want to eat the meat. Um, the risk doesn't end anywhere. True. This is a vicious circle. It goes on. She, she, she will not have a direct killing negative karma at all. I don't think she had. No, no. She had on that. I don't think either she had a thought or she had action. Your father, her father must be doing for her. But if you do, did for her, if it's not her wish and her planning, she doesn't get a negative. On the other hand, if a soldier kills enemy by the order of a general, the general get the negative of killing the other person, as well as the soldier get the killing of other person, because it was done under order. And the little children probably has nothing to say 
even she tells the father not to kill it, and he will not listen. And even she, even she requests her kill it what more, and he's not going to listen either. So I don't think she will have any effect at all. I'm responsible of eating hamburger, yes. Yeah, true. But I don't think I'm responsible of killing the, the animal. I might be contributing it indirectly, yes. Indirectly, I'll be contributing it. But am I responsible? No. I'm, I'm looking at a very strong distinction. Do I negative of killing a karma? I will not, just by eating hamburgers. And uh, do I have a, am I contributed towards that? Yes. If I don't eat, probably the 10 other people don't eat, there will be lesser thing. Yes, indirectly, sure. But does that mean, do I have a karma of killing? No, I don't. Such as? Like a what? The killing is a killing. Does the killing come? Absolute killing, clear karma. But killing is the only talking about killing karma at this moment. Right? And uh, I mean the same thing. Uh, there will be a lot of other negativity karmas are involved for sure. I mean, sure, yeah. Actually, we cannot absolutely cling of negativity at all. It's not even possible to live today. Even if you don't eat meat, if you grow vegetable, you will equally have a killing karma. You're not killing the vegetable, but if you grow the vegetable, you dug the ground, how many insects are you going to kill? It? That's involved. That's indirect. I don't mean vegetarian, I don't, I'm not against vegetarian, you know. But, uh, but the point is this, true. And from the killing point of view, there's also a lot of insects. When you drive a car and go on dirt road, how many insects are going to cut underneath? Lot. And that's why this society is such a thing, you cannot absolutely live absolutely negative karma free. At all. It's not even possible. Yes, sir. The killing it doesn't one have a responsibility to resist, to act in some way contrary, to make it not happen? If you can. Well, can we not all, in some way, direct our lives to be part of the lives of those forces that politically endeavor? Sure, you can do that. And if you choose not to do that, isn't that saying? I'm detached, I'm not involved, I'm you know, blind to what I could see, should I choose to see? And isn't that uh, down to the realm of hell, or whatever you said? To the realm of hell, but it's, nothing, it's not a good thing to do either. Yeah, if you can stop, sure, why not? We have to. Particularly, it also depends. And this is, this is, this is, this is something very tricky. If you see somebody is going to kill a human being, and if you can stop, we have to stop. If you don't stop, you're wrong. And if you're going to kill, now this is, people are not going to like it. Um, by not stopping killing a human being has a more negative than that of by not stopping killing an animal. 
just because of the human being. That, that's a lot of those type of things. I do not know why, but when you read those karmic traditional teachings, they will sort of categorize a lot of different levels. Lot of different levels. Yes, that's true. If you do not stop, if you can make a difference, and if you do not stop, that's not a good thing. But by not doing it, do you have a negativity? I don't think so. I don't think you have a negativity by not doing it. I mean, this is a very tricky thing. I'm not saying it; it's a good thing not to do it. But by not doing it, do you have a downfall? Probably not, because you didn't do anything. By not acting, you cannot get a negative either. Either by through uh, body, mind, and speech, all three. Economics is unfair, and you take advantage of the unfairness. You get a job, you earn a living that allows you to live very well because the money you are getting was robbed from somebody. But you, you tell the truth. It is karma is a, such a thing. It is individualized. But, uh, okay, you, the example is IBM or something, right? Uh, ITT or IBM, whatever it is. Okay, ITT may be robbing a lot of things. And who get those negative commas? Those of the directors who are in the position to make the decision will do get a negative karma. But those of the people who are working for, they earn their living. They didn't rob. You, you neither rob the ITT, nor you rob your uh, commercial user or whatever. That individual will not get individual negative karma at all. Even if you know it, they are coming from there. But for you, what you are doing is you earn your living wherever it comes from. If you can choose that road differently, and that's great. But even you can't choose. I mean, when you come to that point, and I'm not, I'm hoping not to go so detailed, but when you really come down to the comic, you, when you streamline down, if you are being author, authority level to be able to rope somebody, and then you have to watch, you get a negative karma of robbing. Karma is totally individualized too. Basically, we're talking is individual karma. So that, that, that's a, I mean, not for me to say yes or no, really true. I'm, I don't neither have the knowledge, nor I have the power, or nor I'm in the position, but whatever I know of the Buddhist background and what the Buddha taught, I think Buddha very much individualized in that way. There's a lot of examples of uh, some bad king who have been doing bad things, but some ministers who have been doing some good things, and there's, a, there's a examples out there, I don't exactly recall, but there's examples been giving. Getting very late, but this is interesting and important. So what I do is, in this karma thing, I like to raise this, and it's not necessarily that comfortable, but to be aware, to be knowing is also important. So that's what I thought we bring that subject 
and share with uh, everybody tonight. Thank you.